Gibson is a rural area just east of Rochester in New York State. It's a quiet area with many farms that dot the landscape. In the 1840s, there was a farm owned by Hiram Edson that housed some very important meetings and saw some key developments take place. Here, in the quietness of the countryside, let us take a walk down this particular part of Memory Lane. After the 22nd of October, 1844, the Advent believers were terribly disappointed as their hopes and dreams had been shattered and destroyed. Hiram Edson was no different. He was confused as he believed that his study of the prophecies had been accurate, yet Jesus hadn't come. How would they reconcile this? Did they have the date wrong as some had suggested? He didn't think so. The dates and calculations had been solid. Did they have the event wrong? Well, they must have because Jesus hadn't come. But what else could it mean? Hiram Edson was walking through a cornfield one day soon after when he realized they had gotten something major wrong. They had been so focused on the parable of the 10 virgins in Matthew 25 as it seemed to match the events of 1844 that they had missed Christ's other wedding parable in Luke chapter 12. In Luke, it says that we must wait while we wait for the Lord to return from the wedding. He also realized that in Daniel 7, it says that the Son of Man would come to the Ancient of Days rather than to the earth. This was a revelation. Later, he would study this out with Dr. Franklin B. Hahn and O.R.L. Crozier, and they would solidify their views on this matter. They saw that Jesus was not scheduled to come to the earth at the end of the 2300-day prophecy of Daniel 8:14, but rather he transitioned from the holy place to the most holy place in the sanctuary in heaven, beginning the work of the investigative judgment. It was Owen Russell Loomis Crozier who wrote the first issue of The Day Dawn in March of 1845 that explained the reason for the delay in Jesus' return and preserved the historicist framework of Daniel 8 and 9. Hiram Edson's barn is also the place that Captain Joseph Bates shared the truth of the Sabbath in late 1846. As he was reading his tract, Edson jumped up and said, Brother Bates, this is light and truth. The seventh day is a Sabbath, and I am with you to keep it. Crozier and Hahn also accepted the Sabbath, and thus this linked those in Western New York who were presenting the sanctuary with those in New England who were teaching the Sabbath. For this reason, this farm has been seen as a theological birthplace of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, for it's where the two pillars of the Sabbath and the sanctuary came together. The blending of these two teachings would form the uniqueness of this new movement. The Sabbath was not just seen as a reminder of creation or as part of the Ten Commandments, but rather in the light of the sanctuary and its eschatological or end-time context. In time, Hiram Edson and the other Advent believers would see that their experience in October 1844 was part of Bible prophecy and that their very disappointment itself was further proof that God was leading them. 
In Revelation 10, it points out that their experience would first be sweet in the mouth and then it would be bitter in the belly. And oh, how bitter it had been. The last verse in Revelation 10 admonished them and it echoes to us today, thou must prophesy again. May we take the admonition of the preaching of the unique message of God to heart and go wherever he calls.